Hey, what's up, you guys? Luke, the window cleaner. Hi. And Rihanna here. We're on Window Cleaner Radio as our podcast slash video series looking for a window cleaning resource. If you're listening to us, awesome. You found us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. And if you're watching us, then you're on Window Cleaning Resources YouTube channel. Now, if you're new here, hit that subscribe button. If you like the content we're putting out, hit that like button and make sure to comment down below. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We want to hear from you guys. We want to keep doing these videos and we want to know what you guys want to hear. So today we're actually going to talk about storefronts. Um, yeah. So storefront window cleaning. We know a thing or two about it. That's, uh, I'd say, bulk of our business right now. The reason I got into storefronts originally, one, uh, I would say because storefronts take a lot less knowledge per se and skill to get into storefronts. I think that's one thing that kind of gravi gravitates guys towards storefronts originally. And two, it takes a lot less uh, marketing dollars. It takes a lot less tools all around to cheaper uh, route to get into. And it has that residual income that I think is appealing to a lot of new guys. You're quitting your job, you're starting a new business. So everyone's kind of worried about the uh, phone ringing and you would prefer to have that residual income. My first storefront job was a baseball card shop. It was to be cleaned once a month for $5 inside and out. It was like 10, 15 panes of glass. And I also, I thought I was an awesome salesman. I threw in all of the display cases too. I was like, I'll do those for free. <laughs> what do you think about that? And they were like, I love this guy. And I was uh. like, I know. <laughs> Clear choice window cleaning, baby. <laughs> Such an original name. Thank you. <laughs> you should have seen the logo. It's all <laughs> pixelated. Oh, so awful. So we learned fast that that was definitely too cheap. But the great thing, again, was that uh, it gave me – I didn't know what I was doing. I had no skill at all. No, I didn't know anything about window cleaning. Not that storefront window cleaning uh, you can get away with sloppy work or anything. But when you're first getting into it, I think that there's still a different – degree of expectation and I, that's hard to say because i'm not trying to say that you can shortcut storefronts it's just when someone's paying twenty dollars or fifty dollars for a window cleaning versus two hundred to three hundred dollars i think that there's definitely a little bit of a different expectation for the window cleaning and plus you're not uh riddled with all of these different obstacles of second story work storm windows windows that are won't open you guys know the just of it if you've been in this business at all residential comes with more problems so I took that business, uh, I was working on it, I built it up, I kind of, I screwed up, I was just too cheap, and that's where I met my beautiful wife, Rihanna. Well, not only were you too cheap, you also kind of <laughs> like lost some motivation to sell, I think. Oh, absolutely. And then when I quit my job and was like, I'm working with you, you were like, oh no, we better go sell some stuff. So, mm -hmm. um... One of the first mistakes we made was Luke was like, just go sell some jobs for me. And I was like, I don't know how to price storefronts. Yeah. That's $20. That's $35. I don't know. That looks good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like one of our first mistakes. So then we heard, we corrected that pretty quick. And then so it was more about me just cleaning windows with Luke. And I think I picked that up probably about three months. I think it took me to get to yeah. where I was like, okay, I can do this. And I could price this correctly. Which got me thinking, like, hey, man, like, we're cheap. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, so we had to fix that almost immediately. Um, so we had taken on a couple accounts as well when we were kind of in that three-month panic right there because I, I did make good money working where I work. And so we were used to having the two incomes cut down to one income. So we took on some jobs we shouldn't have at, at prices we shouldn't have. No. And so then we had to reevaluate everything. Uh, we had to raise our prices quite a bit uh, just because I think I saw the quality of work that Luke was doing and it didn't match the price that he was charging. It just didn't make sense to me. And so we went in and kind of did a rehaul on our account list. We raised prices. Um, we raise prices, I think, almost every year now on, on specific customers. Uh, you know, if it's a five panes of glass and we do it for $25, and we're not going to raise it on, yep. on them until that minimum wage goes up, though, because then <laughs> we can do that. Uh, but until that happens, you know, we're, we're, we're leaving those guys alone. But for the larger restaurants, you know, with the cost of living, prices do need to go up. So every year we kind of raise it a little bit. Absolutely. Um, if we need to raise it a lot, then we'll sign them into a contract saying, you know, two years from now we're not going to raise the price on you. Until two years we won't raise the price on you just to kind of give them a peace of mind. But we did kind of go in and, like, rehaul our list. And we added a bunch more. And we're still adding <coughs> a crap ton of customers. And we're, we're trying to because we want to gear up to where we can hire employees work them year round and still have, you know, enough for Luke and I to live off of. So, yeah. Yeah. And I would say also, I think when you first start out, that's something that you don't even keep in your mind. You're cleaning the storefront for $5, $10, whatever. You're not really, if you're a dummy like I was, you're not figuring in uh, the cost of uh, insurance. Well, insurance, the Gas. gas, the employee, everything else. So by the time you paid a guy to go there, you're in the whole 50 bucks. I mean, so that's something that we weren't, I definitely was not thinking of. I would say it's something that Rihanna definitely took in consideration. Um, and then let's get right into selling jobs. Let's be honest. That's what everybody wants to hear about. That's what, that's probably one of the most asked questions we get. And like the biggest letdown answer, I feel. Oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But I mean, this is what, this is how we do it. And we do sell. I mean, on average, I would say, I'm not gonna say on average, at least one new job a week. Yes. That's that, that's what we do. At least one new job. So we have a goal for 2018, and it, guys, I just want to throw this out here. So right now, it's just myself and it's just Rihanna. We do about 10k a month in storefront sa- in storefront sales, and our goal this year is to bring that up to 15 to 20. We're trying to have a minimum of 500 dollars of monthly reoccurring storefronts every single month. I would really like to be hitting of new jobs, new jobs, and I would really like to be hitting a thousand a month. I just don't know if it's going to be doable between the two of us. We're planning on adding an employee, but um, with all that being said, I just want to get into how we sell and just kind of give you a scope of, of the work that we do and how we get our business. So, like the the when you're starting off, so you, to sell a storefront, it's it's. The first step's really easy. You go in and you talk to somebody. So you go into, we're just going to use McDonald's because McDonald's doesn't use a window cleaner unless it's Mike Nichols because he cleans McDonald's. What's up, Mike? Love Mike Nichols. Uh, so you go into McDonald's and you ask for a manager. Oh, manager's not in. Okay, can I have a general manager? Um, can I have, you know, anyone who's higher up. Not the cashier. Yeah, don't, I mean, get, talk to a manager. If you can. If you can. If not, then talk to the cashier. 
say your spiel. Our spiel is so, so easy. It's like, hey, guys, what's going on? I'm Luke. This is Rihanna. We do this whole dance. It's <laughs> adorable. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's really easy. Can we, can we do it real quick? Yeah, sure. Hey, guys, I'm Luke. This is Rihanna. We're with Night Window Cleaning. Do you have a window cleaner? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. No, we really don't. We do don't that. do that. Luke talks. I don't talk to humans. I'm like really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, say your little spiel. Just like a quick one. Yep. You say your little spiel. Uh, I would try um, always talking to the right person. And then when you talk to that person, so even if I go in and there's a cashier there and I get to speak to a GM, I always try to get that DM's number though. These are for corporate accounts. So even if the GM's like, you know, I think everything sounds pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Okay, no problem. It, by any chance, though, do you think there's a DM that I could talk to, too? Phone number, email, something. You need the guy that holds the keys to the kingdom. The guy who makes the decisions. Yes, and, and a lot of times for those corporate accounts, it's not even the GM. You need the franchisee. You need the di district manager. So I start to try, even if you felt like, eh, pretty good about getting that GM and talking to them, st try to push for the DM. Um the next thing we do, uh, we'll try to give them a quote right there on the spot. So we have a place on the back of our card to do that. And that works really great for mom and pop places. Awesome. I mean, that's usually all they need. We try not to overcomplicate the whole quoting process. These people are running a business. You're coming in. You're soliciting to them. So they don't want a five-page quote you know, 600 words long and then take up an hour of their time taking and, photographs. And they, honestly, they don't care how much you charge per pain. They just want to know at yeah. the end, what does that equal? Exactly. What's the total? Yeah. So give them the total. That's what we do. And it's not even like when we're quoting the jobs, we'll go through and say it's 10 panes of glass. Yeah, you can count those 10 panes of glass and say $2 a piece. And that's 20 bucks. But I don't want to make 20 bucks. I want to make $30 on that. I want to yes. make $35 on that. So really it goes into instinct when you're even giving them the price. Continue. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for a mom and pop, please write that number on the card. Give it to them. Try to make the sell right then and there. Uh, for corporate accounts, and usually right then and there, you're going to get a yes or no. We're coming to the follow-up in just a second. I'm going to come to that. So for corporate accounts, you're going to need to go in, talk to the GM, and you're really probably going to have to escalate that to the DM. Now, with mom and pop places or corporate accounts, there's usually some follow-up involved. Because now, say you go in and there's just the cashier, and that's the highest up they're going to let you talk to. A lot of times they're going to tell you, I don't give out the district manager's number. The general manager's not in. I'm not giving you their phone number. Okay, no problem. Um, thank you very much. Could I just have the card for the store? That's where follow-ups start coming into play. And the follow-up is going to be your best friend in getting storefronts. We get, I would say, 80% of all of our corporate accounts and some of our mom and pops as well comes from follow-ups. Everyone knows we clean Hardee's. Everyone knows that. You can see them in our videos. <laughs> uh, when we got Hardee's, we talked to a uh, store manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, store manager. Yeah. Well, Timothy. I love him. Uh, He's a great best, guy. One of the best guys at Hardee's ever. Seriously. One of our favorite customers. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. He could be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Love Tim. Okay. So we talked to Tim. We are so lucky that we talked to Tim because Tim had just cleaned his own windows and he was sick and tired of it. He's yep. like, it took me two days to do it. I hated it. Okay. I'll give your number to the, to the DM. Mm -hmm. Didn't hear anything. And I asked for the DM's number, but Tim said that he wasn't allowed to give it out. 
Didn't hear anything. Two weeks later, Luke calls him. Hey, Tim, what's going on? You know, um, has the the manager, the DM said anything or, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, sorry, blah, blah. This happened probably four times where Luke called Tim. I think on the fifth time, we came in again. We stopped in again. We had a count <laughs> right next door, so we just popped right in. We're like, Tim, like, what's going on? Please, you do, buddy. You don't want to clean the windows. We want to clean the windows. Give us this job. Let's and make this work. Out of frustration, he was like, I'll give you his number. <laughs> and I think out of, not out of frustration with us coming in, but out of frustration. that the guy wasn't getting a hold yeah. of us. He gave us his number. It was like five times to follow up with them. And then when I finally got a hold of the district manager, I mean, granted, and you guys need to remember this too, it's not always priority for everybody, especially on a district manager level. So I finally got a hold of the district manager and then came like the whole other thing. So I get a hold of him, finally get to submit my quote. I never hear back from him. Then I have to call him, get his voicemail. Don't hear back from him. Does this guy hate me? Does he want, does he even care about this? I call him, I think, like two weeks later, I finally talked to him. He's like, oh, yeah, I got it, but, you know, I need a quote for all of these stores, too. And then he's got to haggle a little bit. Yeah, and he's got to haggle. And then we call back and forth and miss phone calls. It was like a total of a three-month process to get those stores. But it was 17 stores with adding new stores. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, like, awesome. And now it's a solid account. It's mm-hmm. locked in. It's good to go. But that goes to show you that follow-up is key i mean and that so really you can just break it down to go in and talk to people that's what we do we don't send out flyers um you'll find that doesn't really work very that doesn't work very well i don't look at flyers i throw flyers away okay that's that's what i do so we don't send out flyers we don't spend a whole lot of money on on it you know if there's storefronts next to storefronts we want and if we look and see that your windows are dirty we're gonna go in there we're gonna talk to you and we're going to keep following up, trying to get higher and higher and higher on the management chain until we find the right person to talk to. And until you tell us no, we're not going to stop. No, we don't stop. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say, too, uh, and this should be a no-brainer. I just wanted to interrupt and say that you have to have insurance. Yes. You have to. Out of all of the things, you could have all of the best tools in the world, the shiniest rock and all that crap. If you don't have insurance, guys, you're not going to get these jobs. Because in every single one, you could get some mom and pops. Let's be honest. You can get mom and pop stores. They might even tell you they don't care if you have insurance. Nothing against mom and pops, but some of them just don't care. When it comes to corporate accounts, they have rules and guidelines that they have to go by. And if you're not sending that insurance along with your quote, you're not getting the job. I promise you. So I just wanted to throw that out there. The correct way, at least my correct way of sending these quotes, they get an estimate, they get a copy of our tax information, and they get the insurance. That's an automatic for me every single time with the corporate accounts. It's a package that goes to them. And they love that. It's it's professional. That's how you should do it. Um, Next, when it comes to selling the storefronts, I would say the no's. Do you want to start with the no's? Like, you know, you go in, you try to sell it, and they just tell you, no, we're good. What do you do? Uh, come back later. Yes. <laughs> Give them about two, three months. Go How right, many jobs do we get doing right that? Back. Yeah. Uh, we just got one on Friday. Yeah. Just let them say no. Say, okay, see you in a minute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then come right back. But at the same time, if you hear no and no and no, it can be a little discouraging, I think. So that's yeah. what I experienced when I first started trying to sell. And I think I was sitting in my car and I called you and I was like, I don't want to do this. 
you, Sucks. you tricked me. <laughs> tricked <laughs> this me. isn't easier than cleaning windows. <laughs> and so it can get you down. But I mean, once you get a yes, it's like so addictive. Like it you want more is. and more and more and more. And so you're starting out brand new. You've got zero storefronts. And, you know, you need to make money. Just keep going out, going out, go to every place. And when you've gone all around, go around again. Keep going around. Don't let them say no. Don't yeah. let them. And if they do, just go back later. Yeah. We did that on Friday. We were told no at a um, auto body shop. We were told no about a not, not even a year ago. I think we were told no about six months ago. Uh, I went in and I, you know, did my spiel and gave him my card and everything. And the guy was a little rude to me and told me, no, we just would not be interested. I was like, oh, okay. And, of course, I asked him if he was the GM, and I swear, this guy told me he was the general manager. When I went back and asked for the general manager, it's a complete different man. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, maybe you're new here. And he was – I don't think I even told you this story. And he was like, no, I've been here 25 years now. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, someone else said that they were the GM. But anyways, I'm Luke, and I'm with Night Window Cleaning. We landed the job. So uh, I just – don't take no's very well, and plus you can see to you can see the jobs when people tell us no. I kind of keep an eye on it, and that job was like a, a perfect example. They tell us no, and then I go back by later on, and the windows still look like garbage, and the frames look all dirty, and I'm like, man, I think this could definitely be a sale. Like something's going on here. Either he's lying about having a window cleaner, or he needs some service. So, yeah. Um. All right, guys. I guess I guess that's it about with well, storefronts. The the last thing I was talking about is residential versus storefronts. Okay. Just a little more in depth about it. I was just trying to wrap it up quick. Yeah, just because um, you'll get a lot of residential guys tell you not to bother. Don't bother with it. Can't build a business off of it. You're wasting your time, and I just don't think that's correct. One of the largest companies here in Kansas City, there it's a storefront business. It's a storefront company. That's, that's all, all they, they do. do. They're monsters. Yeah, and they have like freaking in the double digits of how many trucks they have on the road because they have numbers on their trucks, and we hate them. Of course, we hate them because they're cheap and they're, you know, they do awful work, and everyone hates them. But you can't beat their like service area. Oh my gosh. You know, and so. We chose storefronts because it is residual income. It is beneficial for our company. It's beneficial for our plans for our company. And uh, if you don't want to do them, don't do them. That's fine. We'll take them. Um, but, yeah, I just think that there is a, a, a big difference. We don't want to take three months off of work every year. No. And so once you start out and you start building your storefronts, it, even if you just have, like, a small route, it, it can kind of feel – a little like discouraging you're like why would Absolutely. i want to do this when i can go to a house and make that much money and i had to make five stops to make that much money but the more and more and more you get the more money you can make and it is doable it's easy it's not i don't want to say easy but it's you know what to expect yeah and i, I want to say two things too um the one thing about storefronts too is that when you go to sell your residential routes versus your storefront route and the commercial route, the storefront and commercial route is going to be worth more money because it is a guaranteed residual income. I mean, now contracts and everything else need to come in, into play, but you're going to get more money for that storefront commercial route versus your residential. So keep that in mind as well if you're just starting out and if that's part of your business plan is possibly selling down the road. Um, and 
if you guys are if you guys watched like the window cleaner you guys kind of saw i think it was like last summer we were kind of doing like a big push for residential and then we got to a point where we're like we don't want to do that anymore and i mean this season we just we didn't want to do it and i'm not sure that we'll even do it next season like this coming season just because we see the value in storefronts and i think hiring guys it makes sense for our business to go that route mm -hmm. and we don't have to wait on anyone to call us and that's like probably the most important thing to us is just not we know every week what we're doing we know every week on monday we're doing this tuesday we're doing this you know wednesday we're doing this not that we don't want residential because we do we, yeah. we take that we're, we do residential as well it's just like a smaller portion of our company um but yeah just like Jersey Josh said, uh, a, in his opinion, and this is my opinion too, a well-rounded company kind of encompasses a bit of the three. We didn't really touch base on commercial, but our company definitely encompasses storefronts, commercial, and residential work. And it's, it's great. We're a well-rounded company. We have um, residual income all year round. We have the peak season, of course, during spring and summer. But I think that this is a solid business plan or business model that we can build off of and scale quite easily, especially when you have the kind of route work that we do. Again, not that we're monsters or anything, but it's good for just me and Rihanna. Okay. So, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to end it on you earlier. I was just, I, that was it. Um, all right. Well, guys, please, if you have any questions about storefronts um, or you want to know anything else, maybe we missed something. We're just sitting here hanging out, chatting. This isn't scripted. Please leave a link below, and you can always message us over on our Facebook at Luke the Window Cleaner. And you can also reach us on Instagram. We love Instagram. We're on Instagram, Luke the I'm Window Cleaner. I'm on Instagram. I shouldn't say Luke's we. Luke's not on Instagram. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, Luke the Window Cleaner on Instagram. That's me. Like it. I'm there. If you have questions, I answer them. If you comment on my photos, I'm the one who replies to you. Isn't so. Instagram the best? Instagram is a hundred percent me. <laughs> to be, and I am just sick of like pretending to be you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Facebook is about fifty percent me. Instagram is a hundred percent me. hundred. I'm not. I'm actually not allowed to touch. No. This. I'm really not allowed to not touch to it. Ruin. Not to ruin. It. <laughs> Well, um, because sometimes Facebook, I think everyone notices that face and everybody knows Facebook can get like a little negative sometimes. Oh, yeah. Instagram is so positive. And, and if it it's not positive, you just block them. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it hasn't happened that many times. That's why I like Instagram and I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, you've got, you've got the happy platform. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You really do. All right, guys. Well, thank you for watching. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to this video and also I to this channel. To this channel. I'm sorry. <laughs> and also, I want to uh, let you know that this video is the chopped down highlights of the whole conversation we just had. The full version of this, of course, is on the podcast, and the uh, highlighted version is just the YouTube video. I feel like sometimes people miss that. So, all right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah.